In the latest episode of Vamos Verde, we are going to talk to one of the most prolific goal scorers in Major League Soccer history, Austin FC striker Giassi Zardes. We also talked to some folks who have been bringing the soundtrack to Austin's nightlife for over 20 years and are now providing the soundtrack at Q2 Stadium, their official DJ collective, Peligrosa. That's the latest episode of Vamos Verde. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello, and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that formed and transformed them. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and this week we'll be hearing from Eric Houck and John Gorley of the band Portugal the Man. But before we get started, I want to let you know about some South by Southwest news. Like, you know, South by Southwest, it's this huge conference that covers, like, a lot. Music, movies, gaming, technology, and it takes over our fair city of Austin, Texas for a couple of weeks every March. There are speakers and shows and parties in, like, every nook and cranny of the city. And this year, they are having an official podcast stage. And this song, we are going to be on that stage. We're going to do a live taping of the podcast, and I'll be interviewing Dessa, who's this amazing hip-hop artist out of Minneapolis. She has a new record coming out in February called Chime, and she's a member of the Doomtree Collective, and she's a writer, and she was on the Hamilton mixtape. Like, she is truly rad, and I can't wait to talk to her. If you're going to be at South by Southwest, you should come see the live taping on Thursday, March 15th from 2 to 3 p.m. in the Wisteria Room at the Fairmont Hotel. We would love to see you. Okay, now to Portugal the Man. They're a band that started in Wasilla, Alaska. They live in Portland now, and they've been releasing records since the mid-2000s. Last year, they put out a record called Woodstock after a four-year wait, but it wasn't exactly the record that fans had been expecting. Like, for three years, fans had been waiting for a record called Gloomin' and Doomin', but that record, it never got released. Instead, they scrapped what they had, and they released an entire other record in June of last year called Woodstock. You may have heard the song Feel It Still from that record. Like, we play it a ton here at KUTX, the radio station where we make this podcast. And it was number one on the Billboard charts. And like last weekend, it won a Grammy for Best Pop Duo slash Group Performance. I got to talk to singer, songwriter, and guitarist John Gorley and guitarist Eric Houck backstage at the Austin City Limits Festival, which is another giant festival that swallows Austin whole, except in October, not March. Eric started out by telling me about a song that opened his mind up to the possibilities of what he could do with recorded sound. So I moved from Alaska. Uh, we grew up in a small town called Wasilla, Alaska. I moved there the second I turned 18, pretty much. I was 18 years and two weeks old, and I bought a plane ticket one way to Seattle. Um, and I just started working as hard as I could. I had two full-time jobs and I'm still playing music. I just didn't want to go back home as a failure. I wanted to prove to my mom that like I had this. Um, so that first Christmas back, um, I bought really nice headphones. Like I had a you know Kia Sarah flip phone. I had my life kind of figured out, like proven to my mom, like I got it. Um, and I went record shopping when I got to Anchorage. We were hanging out and I bought um, Revolver by the Beatles, which I had heard before. I had heard on a stereo, I'd heard it in the car. I had never heard it in good headphones though. 
and it's the stereo mix. They're just doing incredible things with this four-track recording technology. And the first time I heard it, I'm only sleeping. I just kept hitting backwards and like play over on my CD player, just over and over and over again. that reverse guitar solo. The way that like percussion element will come out and then they have a track available so a backup vocal will come in. I just thought of it as this whole sort of orchestration. It's like, you know, that scene in Fantasia with the Sorcerer's Apprentice. It's it's just this wizardry and it blew me away. I that entire Christmas break was probably a week long and I had to have listened to that song a hundred times. Right. By the end of it, could you like did every part of your body know every part of that song? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I had like my Fostec four track recorder. And, uh, you know, at that point, people were still making analog records. And I was totally interested in the production element. And I think feeling that and sort of like hearing the behind the scenes, because you can hear things pan and hear them drop out and swell back in. 100% that got me. They had a four track. They like had it was a, a nicer four track. kind of tape, but yeah. like basically so the same kind of thing. So yeah. So you're like, oh, I can, I could do anything. Yeah. With this. I mean, they're like, you know, bouncing tracks onto tracks, like combining the bass and drums and sticking those on one, and like you'll have everything hard pan left, and then a lead vocal on the right. Um, I mean, that's the textbook for it. Listen to Revolver if you want to get into four tracking. With right headphones. There. With headphones. With headphones. So yeah. Necessary. So do you think that that set kind of the tone for? what you've continued to do? I still, I've never played a backwards guitar solo on a record. I think that's a move, oh, that's, oh, that's an idea whose yeah. time has come back. Like I've always wanted to stick it in there. I've tried, I've tracked them and it's never quite fit. Lead singer John Gorley let me know about a musical experience that really had a direct effect on their latest record. I think the Woodstock, uh, the reissue or whatever when they put out the VHS. Yeah. That's that was obviously huge for us. Our album's called Woodstock. Um, we were learning how to play music, like learning guitar when that 25th anniversary came around. Suddenly, like I'm trying to figure out a G chord and Jimi Hendrix is on my TV. <laughs> It was actually watching uh, the, the VHS, so like watching the performances and seeing the like Joe Cocker. And this is the one that really killed me was was Joe Cocker is just like he's flaying around on the stage, he's killing this vocal. What would you do if I sang out of tune? 
Will you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, have you back? I mean, it's it's such an amazing live vocal. You watch that stuff, and you, you don't hear live vocals like that. That's that's something that has definitely changed. Like, yeah. what happened to the singers? What happened <laughs> to the soul? Like, where is it? It's it kind of blows my mind when you see people walk out on stage at the Grammys and just start hitting those sour notes, and then you see Joe Cocker tear up his voice. The thing that got me was the backup vocalists. They were doing all the, all the female like harmonies and and all that stuff. They were singing falsetto, and I, I just had never even thought about anything like that. It just never crossed my mind. I always had a higher voice, and it, it that's where I connected. It was like, oh, those guys are doing those backup vocals. Does that mean I could maybe sing? At the time, no, I shouldn't have. Like, <laughs> I was a terrible singer. You may, have been, you may have been going through some voice change stuff, too, you know? Like, well, it hasn't changed all that much. <laughs> I gotta get my friends together. Sitting there with Eric and John, talking about Woodstock, which is also the name of their latest record, I wondered what it had been like for the band to make an entire other record, Gloomin' and Doomin', and not release it. This is my favorite thing to do. Uh, this is why I get along so well with Brian, with, with Danger Mouse. I mean, I, I love, like, the second we met, we kind of just hit it off. Like, that, that dude is just, we're kind of on the same wavelength when it comes to, hey, if it's not working, just throw it out. If we got 10 versions of a song, I know it took a long time to get there, but sorry, we're not working on it anymore. It's, it's obviously not working. I'm, I'm all about that. I, I feel like, yeah, we put in a lot of work, we put in a lot of time on that stuff, but it all led us to Woodstock, ultimately. One of the producers they worked with during this process of making Gloomin' and Doomin' and then Woodstock was the Beastie Boys' Mike D. And John told me that the studio they recorded in with him was as inspiring as any song or record. When we met Mike for the first time, going to the Beastie's studio, th this is why throwing out records is okay. It's, it's going to oscilloscope laboratories and walking into their studio and seeing the uh, garage, like, mismatch drum kit and the, like, my first pedal board pedals <laughs> and, like, off-brand guitars. With bent necks yeah, and, like, dead frets four on strings. Everything. <laughs> I walked in there and, like, the vocoder that they use for Intergalactic is, like, you're collecting dust in the corner. And it's just, that's how they recorded music. And like you can look at all these guitars sitting right here, these amps, like you don't really need it. If you, can, if you have it in you, you can create it. You can, you can do it with anything. You can pick up a stick and tie a string to it and yeah. make a sound. What's that great John well, Lennon quote? It's like, I'm, a, I'm an artist, give me a tuba and I'll get you something out of it. Yeah, yeah that's... <laughs> and if, in going back to the Beatles, it's like the, the stuff that you love, the stuff that like 
you love that was made in the mid-century was made on gear that like is so far inferior to like oh yeah what we have now you, you know ever, what i mean but you, you ever played love it. limitations, yeah. limitations. Yeah. That, yeah. that's what it, what it is fully and that's actually one of the things that i think uh helped feel it still do so well with with so many different audiences it was that hoffman base it was this thing it's it's yeah. wu-tang that's why i connect with wu-tang is the reason same reason feel it still connects it's these instruments that come from an era that is so nostalgic for all of us it's just having that sound like it's it's that amp it's that it's that bass it's it's this the 60s like that's where rock and roll comes from you can use all the software in the world like i don't care if you use ableton that's fine like use whatever whatever works for you to create but but being uh just real and natural with your sounds and what you're bringing to it yeah i, th I think that's what the beasties did really really well was they just whatever was in front of them they just pick it up and and run with it and if if you got to throw out some songs to get get to better new ones then so be it to keep my hands on myself Feel It Still, the song that Portugal the Man just won a Grammy for. And the two big ideas in that interview, like one, it's not about the gear, and two, that artists don't need to be afraid to let go of work that they're not like feeling. Those are huge ideas, ideas I want to take with me. And you can take them too. Portugal The Man will be on tour starting in February. I'll post a link to their tour schedule in the show notes page for this episode on the KUTX website. If you check out the show notes page, you can also find a Spotify playlist where we put all the songs referenced in this episode. So you can hear all the songs, like all the way through. And that's it. You have come to the end of another episode of this song. This song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced by Art Levy and me, Elizabeth McQueen. This episode was recorded by Jake Perlman. Kelly Seal is our excellent intern. Aaron Walt is our most excellent social media intern. And thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And it is true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.
KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there.